Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television series The Littlest Hobo, in which myself and my friend Katie watch every episode and we talk about them one by one. I'm joined today by uh, but Katie, how you doing? I'm doing great. One day you're going to say you're joined by somebody completely different. People are going to be so thrilled. <laughs> and I'm joined by Steve. <laughs> hey, Steve. <laughs> hey, Steve. <laughs> Didn't get you in a car accident. You're driving to work today? <laughs> right. Stay safe. That's right. Use your <laughs> blinkers. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink and drive. Don't. <laughs> yes. Don't drink and drive. I started in the callbacks <laughs> so early. Right off. As is as is the habit now. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, are you ready to dive into I, today's episode? Let's do this. Okay. Today's episode is season one, episode 19, Romeo and Julio. I think it's Julio. Sorry. Is it Julio? I'm pretty sure that's Julio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that it matters because no one in this episode is named, named Romeo or Julio slash Julio. Okay. So. Today's episode <laughs> is season one, episode 19, Romeo and Julio slash Julio. <laughs> it was aired first uh, March 20th, 1980. And the description is, because of their parents' objections, a young couple's marriage plans appear doomed until Hobo comes to the rescue. Aww. Are you ready to dive into this high romance? Just, it's so thrilling. Just, it's my heart be. just can't take it. Well, you know an episode <laughs> is going to be thrilling when it starts at Union Station. Uh, no, that was the Bay Street Greyhound Terminal. Oh, <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I know that place. <laughs> wow, good on you. I had no idea. I just put it down as Union Station. <laughs> no, nah, that's the Greyhound Terminal. <laughs> cool. I know. It has not changed. No? No. Well, why mess with a good thing? I was going to say, even some of those buses looked <laughs> like they could still be on the road. <laughs> well, they probably have one of those like little plaques. It's like here yeah. in 1980, yeah. they filmed an episode of The Littlest Hobo. It's probably a historic monument. Absolutely. A Canadian yeah. heritage site. That's right. For sure. A proud part of our heritage. Absolutely. Um, so we start at the station and we get that Pink Panther theme that we got. That's <laughs> literally what I wrote. I was like, <laughs> This Pink Panther theme starts up. I hope everyone likes it because it's the theme for the entire episode. So often. Um, there are three men in trench coats. Yep. They are all private investigators. And we know that because A, they're wearing trench coats <laughs> and B, they're wearing like little Tilly fedoras. Uh, right? Their whole look just screams, yeah. I'm a PI. Yeah. Which, if you know anything about PIs... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's all about blending in. Yeah, but you're you're essentially a spy yeah, half of the time. Right. So you know, throw on a Metallica T-shirt or something. <laughs> right. Like, Some bell bottoms. It's you know. Yeah. 1980. It's 1980. These guys are pretty. Uh, they're pretty easy to spot. Oh yeah, and they stand out. Um. So we we see them, and then we get this shot of a newspaper in like a dispenser. Yeah. And the headline is fifty thousand dollar reward offered for runaway lovers. A state hires army of private detectives. <laughs> so everyone's looking out for them. Absolutely. Also, I want to know how long have these two been on the run that they've been put on the front page? <laughs> yeah. That takes some time. Like at least a day. At least a day. And they haven't left town yet. No. Who are these kids? Are they using a bus? I, right? Why don't you just hitchhike? Exactly. There's trains. I'm sure they could, they're could. they both wealthy. There must be cars. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Steal some money before you leave. Right? I have so many questions about those two, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's our first question, Katie. Yep. How much is $50,000 worth? $25 million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. No, probably like, I don't know. I'll do much lower this time. Seventy. 
thousand. Uh, you're getting there. So fifty thousand dollars in nineteen eighty money is a hundred and forty four thousand dollars now. Okay. So if I saw a newspaper that said a hundred and forty four thousand dollar reward for finding t- these two people <laughs> in the city, you can bet. I'm not going to work. Oh, God, no. No. I'm buying a trench coat. (laughs) Right. Sticking on a hat. Putting on a little tilly hat. Got a stake at every place I'd think they'd be. Go down to the station. (laughs) Yeah. Watch the buses. Get my friends to come. Have a newspaper with some holes cut out of it. That's right. (laughs) Yep. So there's a couple in line for one of the buses. Who are also not blending in. No, they've got like... Glasses, like the big glasses. Yeah, like Elton John glasses, and he's wearing, like I think, a ball cap, or like he's... Yeah. They got their collars up to like their ears. Right. They're looking around like really shiftily. Yeah. (laughs) They're either trying to like escape the city, or they're planting a bomb. Like it's one of those two things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they get spotted by the private investigators. Yep. And they spot the private investigators, and then they, they run. They duck out. Bolt, yeah. They bolt. The private investigators try and catch them, but they're super bumbling. Oh, they're the and then they run into a line of people getting on a bus. Yes, and those people just continue to get on the <laughs> yeah, bus. That's right. They won't get out of the <laughs> like, way. No, they're like, I'm getting on this bus. Yeah. <laughs> you will not stop me. <laughs> yeah. I have my seat staked out. <laughs> so the the couple run onto a street. Um, they duck into a store which has a revolving door. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, and at this point, the hobo has arrived. Yes, the hobo's arrived. He sees kind of what's happening. He sees the newspaper. That's right. And he reacts as if he read it. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> reads the whole thing. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, so now we're confirming it's canon. The hobo can read. The hobo can read. So. Yes. Confirmed here. <laughs> Add that to the list. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so he follows them. Yeah. He yeah. follows them into this store, um, and then he sits down and blocks the revolving door, which. Is not physically possible, I don't think. <laughs> no. Like, like, how? what? Revolving doors are heavy. They're so heavy. And that dog weighs 80 pounds? Sure, probably. Maybe? That. Yeah. That's three grown men yep. leaning on a door. That dog is getting swept he, into the door. He's getting and broken so in squished. half. <laughs> like, instant death. <laughs> or not even instant death, just a really painful, yeah, broken like a, back situation. <laughs> like, it's not nice to think about. To sorry, but no. It's but no, the hobo just lies there yeah. like he's a what, rock. What up? Yeah, I can increase my mass at will. <laughs> right, one of my many superpowers. That's right. I now weigh two tons. <laughs> so they can't get in. Hobo finally gets up and goes. He leaves, and then of course the three investigators they all get in and they all fall over each other. Yep. The couple makes a clean getaway. They're gone. End of the first scene. Yep. Done. Riveting. I was just so engrossed. <laughs> <laughs> On the street, we cut to the couple. They're running. The woman says, like, or I think he says, is he still following us? Like, they realize Um, there's a dog chasing them. Yeah. And they're like, okay. (laughs) She's like, yeah, he is. And then the hobo, like, veers off into an alleyway. Oh, yes. Yeah, he tries to convince them to follow him down an alley. An alley. He breaks into, like, the somebody has nailed boards over a a hole, like a three-foot square hole. like a little shack. I don't even know what it was. And hobo, like, they're all, like... (laughs) They'll have like um, like picture hanging nails in them, oh, like yeah. finishing nails, because yeah. he just like pops them off. Yeah, just do, they do, all do. kind of fall, <laughs> and then uh, the couple run into the alley, and Hobo like pops open <laughs> this wooden door, and he does it so smoothly. And he's got this look right. like, "Sup, <laughs> hey guys, welcome <laughs> to my crib." Right, <laughs> I'm gonna pimp this shack <laughs> on this edition of MTV Cribs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come on in. We got an old mattress. <laughs> right, got some linoleum tile. <laughs> 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 you be safe here. Yeah. So the couple, they like, 
they go in yeah I get, and like just fall asleep immediately they're so tired from their days of running <laughs> and uh so they fall asleep on this dirty old mattress Ugh, so gross and they are immediately robbed oh yeah hobo is like straight up takes that guy's wallet yeah he takes his pocketbook right out of him <laughs> just like just out of his uh, coat thank you <laughs> yeah so the hobo takes off with this guy's wallet yep is this couple sleeping on a dirty mattress Ugh. in a shack yeah Yep. And he goes to the Woodbine Market. Yes, he does. I looked up the Woodbine Market. Okay. It doesn't exist. Didn't think it would. I think maybe it did at the time. That's true. I mean, Woodbine's an area. It is an area so. in the GTA. I'm sure so, somebody has a market. Yeah. At some point in 1980, <laughs> 79, there yeah. was a Woodbine Market. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably like an e-vape oh, shop absolutely. or something. Yeah. So Hobo goes in. He drops the wallet on the front desk. Yeah. And the clerk says... I don't believe what I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah. And we are treated to, do you know how long this scene goes I on for? I don't know, but it was too long. I timed it. Okay. Two minutes and 31 <sighs> seconds. It felt like two hours. Oh. Um, the hobo shopping. It's the hobo shopping. He goes, he picks up a lot of like prepackaged <laughs> foods, yeah. no fresh fruit no. for the hobo. No. And he puts them on the counter one by one. Yep. And we watch him do this for two and a half minutes. He just, he's so well trained. Yep. <laughs> we need to do a half minute montage. Him yeah. grocery shopping. And if the show wasn't already like uh, clearly an advertisement for like Chuck Eisenman's <laughs> training, this this has got to be it like distilled yeah. into two and a half minutes. Definitely. Yeah. The only good parts are towards the end, the hobo brings up like a bag of cookies. Oh, and yeah. the clerk is like, are you sure you want these? There's other ones that are on Sally's sale. Sally's shortbread is you know, on yeah. sale today. And they're just as good. <laughs> right. And the hobo like goes, all right. And like the hobo abides. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, I don't want those now. He yeah. gets the other ones. So he goes and yeah. gets the other cookies. Comes time to check out, and like the guy, I think it's like six fifty or seven. Six. Bucks or I wrote something. six seventy five because I was like six seventy five for all of that. Nineteen eighty. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> and like the guy starts taking money out of the wallet, and the hobo kind of growls oh, yeah. at him. Yeah, he's like, "You show me that you're taking the right amount." Right. So like, the clerk's don't... like, "Oh, okay." So he like puts the wallet towards the hobo and shows the bills he's taking out. Yeah. He pays for everything, throws it all in the bag, leaves, and then. The, probably the only good line of this entire episode comes out of the clerk. So the hobo leaves and he says, tomorrow it'll be a polar bear with a credit, <laughs> credit card. card. Tomorrow it'll be a polar bear with a credit card. Yes. That was good. That was a good line. It wasn't worth two and a half minutes of watching a dog. No. And also, as a clerk, would you will- just take money out of that wallet knowing it's not that dog's wallet? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you look at the... like? ID? I mean, if the clerk had looked at the ID, he would realize it was... The, the guy that everyone's looking right. for. He's probably stared at a newspaper all afternoon with their faces on it. Yeah. <laughs> like It's all right. It all works out. You get six seventy five instead of 144000 <laughs> <laughs> It's just an honest living. That's right. <laughs> and this, this whole scene pays off in no way, shape, or form. Not at all. It never comes back. Nope. Nothing because is referred to. You go back to the couple and they've. They've clearly dug into the food. Oh, like yeah. They just eaten... accepted that the hobo went shopping for them. And they don't say anything about it. Nope. No. So as the hobo's going back, he this is something else. <laughs> he stops and he watches TV in like one of those yes. shops. I don't know. Katie, have you, do you ever remember seeing a shop that had like televisions in the front broadcasting live 
news because like happens nope. in all the movies Always. all the time like i remember in forrest gump that happens i think in right. like one of the batman movies like batman 89 or batman returns that happens like seems like a lot of movies they have a storefront <laughs> full of tvs broadcasting yep news or shows but i, I never i've never come across that in my life maybe it's a big city thing and we're <laughs> we're just small city people yeah it just never it's <laughs> never happened to us i was gonna say i guess you know, we gotta step up our game That'll be, yeah. that's my business plan. Okay. It's going to be a store, but it's just a storefront. Just a storefront. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's really just a drug uh, money. <laughs> right. Laundering. Laundering. <laughs> just got a bunch of TVs in the window. Yep. Just broadcasting news. <laughs> yeah. Just letting the people know what's going on in the world. Yeah. 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 Doing my duty. As you count your dirty, dirty <laughs> drug money. Yeah. Don't come inside. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Not selling anything. <laughs> right. It's a public service. <laughs> right. So Hobo stops and he watches... As an interviewer talks to Mayor Chester Montgomery, yep, who is played by Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. I love Leslie Nielsen. I have to be honest. I know I've seen him in a few things, but I've never loved him. Ah, see, I no. watched him when I was a kid. I watched him in The Naked Gun, and then probably his worst movie, which is Dracula Dead and Loving It. I see, Van Helsing. You are a man who likes to have the last word. I will not be drawn into such a childish exercise. Palostoy. Oh, I, d- I do know that one. Yep. <laughs> but as a kid, I loved it because <laughs> he's always like, this is something I wondered about him because I don't know a lot about him. I know he's Canadian, yeah. which is really cool. But like, I've always recognized him for kind of his wooden, matter-of-fact acting style. Yeah. And he has it in this episode too, so I'm wondering if that's how he's always acted because he's had an incredibly long career. Oh, his like, IMDb page is massive, astronomical. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's something that developed over time, or yeah. if that's just how he's always acted. Just his thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I really like him. Like I have childhood <laughs> memories of him. I should go back, I guess, and watch Dracula Dead <laughs> and Loving It again. <laughs> Report back to us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll do a special episode. <laughs> right. Tell us what you think now. <laughs> but I, I do like him. I like his acting style. I find huh. him very. I find him funny. Um, but even Leslie Nielsen can't save this episode. Nope. <laughs> no, nothing can save this episode. Unless they reenacted the actual end of the Shakespeare tragedy. That's right. And which, everyone... spoiler alert, they don't. Right. Poison <laughs> daggers all around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Chester, Mayor Chester Montgomery is on the television. He's talking about how his son is not allowed to marry the Conrad girl, the son being the guy in the couple, yeah. Conrad girl being the girl. Um, then it cuts to Penelope Conrad. <laughs> Uh, who's uh, Penny Conrad's mother, and she threatens the mayor's son with a shotgun on live television. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good thing to uh, to do. <laughs> yeah. And then when the interviewer asks her if there wasn't some sort of like romantic mm. interest between her and the mayor when she was younger, she threatens him with a shotgun. If you even suggest that I've ever had anything but contempt for Mayor Montgomery, I'll take after you with a shotgun too. He's just threatening everyone with a shotgun. That's how she gets ahead in business. Probably not smart. No. Now somebody's going to be like, oh, I really want to you know, take that guy out, do it with a shotgun. Who are they going to think did it? Penelope. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's done. We yep. cut back to the hideout. Penny and Chester Jr., that's our couple. Yep. They're enjoying a feast with no thanks to the hobo. Nope. No payoff. Um, they decide that fleeing the city's not going to work because mm. everyone's looking for them. Yeah. 
So what they should do is just get married yeah. and then nobody can touch them at that point because it's done. That's what their parents are trying to stop is their marriage. <laughs> Chester Jr. says, we'll go to the one person who couldn't possibly turn us in. Well, couldn't get the reward money, I think is the key there. Right. <laughs> He's just going to do the next thing out of the goodness of his heart. Yes. <laughs> so they decide to go see the Justice of the Peace. Yeah. Um, who will help them out. Yeah, because he can't accept the uh, reward money. Yes. So The Justice of the Peace... His name is Jethro Clapper. Clapper. I know. I'd deposit and be like, really? That's a sweet name. <laughs> it's like, We need wow. more Jethros in this world. We do. If anyone has the kid on the way. Jethro. Jethro. Highly recommend. Yep. You could name him after the famous uh, agriculturalist. You could f- <laughs> name him after the famous band named <laughs> after the famous agriculturalist. <laughs> the list just goes on and on. Yeah. Those are the... That's uh, the only famous Jethro I know of. But I was going to say it. Only one I can name. Yep. Well, <laughs> you could have the first. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He so. could go to Mars. <laughs> the first man on Mars. Jethro, Jethro. on <laughs> Jethro on Mars. Jethro on Mars. That'd be awesome. <laughs> right. He's got to land the rocket to Aqualung. <laughs> oh, uh, that'd be great. That would be great. What a headline. <laughs> yeah. So they think the justice of the peace will help them out. So they knock on the door. Jethro opens it up. And Chester Jr.'s like... We want to get married. <laughs> and Chether goes, of course you would. They're here. <laughs> of course you would. They're here. Just flings the door open as people storm out. And all the private investigators <laughs> trample them. Right. And they get them all together and they say something once they have them. And one of the private investigators says, uh, you come with us peaceful or otherwise. What's it going to be now? <laughs> to... <sighs> I don't understand that. Nope. Are they threatening to beat them up? I think so. Because if you beat up the mayor's son and slash like this influential <laughs> businesswoman's daughter, right? There's just gonna be. You think you're gonna get that a fifty thousand dollar reward if you bring the son back with like bruised ribs? I was gonna say right, a concussion. Yeah. Like uh... use your daughter back. We broke her arm. <laughs> yeah. Like... But she's back. Yeah. No. It's not going to go well. So we cut to the Conrad Estate, which is where the rest of this episode is going to take place. So we never leave the Conrad Estate for the last, like, 15 minutes of this episode. No. The the butler opens the door. I love that butler so much. His name is Bellows. (laughs) Yep. And he is super snooty. He's so snooty. He's like Downton Abbey levels of snooty. He reminds me of Alfred a little bit. It's like, very good, sir. Let me take a coat. Yeah. No. And then he takes the, their coats and kicks out the private investigators. Yes. Yeah, if you'll take it. your position by the door. <laughs> right. You know your place. <laughs> yeah. So Penny goes in. Uh, Penny and Chester Jr. go in. They talk to Penny's mom. Penny goes on this super long rant. She does. She sounds I was, like a 15 year old. <laughs> I know. She's such a child. Yeah. Uh, which I guess Juliet is in the original. But uh, yeah. I was so distracted. They're a wealthy family. Yeah. This house is so <laughs> ugly. It's super tacky. It's so gross. The chair she was sitting in just made me cringe. <laughs> it's like that weird velvet. It's the fake, sort of thing like you find at like a thrift shore, yeah. store now for like five bucks. Right. Probably cost her like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, it's so gross. So ugly. <laughs> I was very distracted. <laughs> so uh, Penny starts going off. Bellows like leaves the room so they can yeah he's doing that thing where he's like well they're fighting i'll go now <laughs> yeah i'll just be discreet hobo jumps in through a window yep. shocking absolutely nobody nope <laughs> um and then the mom like lets penny go off for a while and then eventually stops her and it's like okay you're done and penny's like mm-hmm. well i'm not done and her mom says um she's like 
not only have you inherited your father's Latin looks, did you catch this? <laughs> I yes, but also the unfortunate Latin lack of self-discipline. self-discipline. Not only have you inherited your father's Latin looks, but also the unfortunate Latin lack of self-discipline. You may go to your room. Uh, That's racist. It's awful. It's an awful thing to say about anyone, especially your daughter. Yeah. Like, oh my! When she said that line, especially because at first. I heard her say lack of looks. Ooh. And Latin. Ouch. I know. Then I rewatched it and was like, oh no, she said Latin looks. Yeah. <laughs> Still <laughs> so hard. Like, uh, her mom is the worst. Yeah. It's like the second episode in a row. Well, I don't know. When was the other? The hockey. Oh, hockey the hockey mom one. It's a couple back. Yeah. Too, too back uh, now. She was pretty bad. Yeah, right? Terrible mothers who are so mean to their children. Yeah. Like, wow. Wow. So. Penelope tells Penny to go to her room, leaving just Chester Jr. there. Mm-hmm. Chester Jr. goes to leave, and, <laughs> and Penelope's like, you stay here. She says stand, doesn't stand. she? She yells stand. Yeah. Like, so okay. he's, he stands. Yeah. <laughs> um, she gives Bellows the day off. Yeah. And he's like, you know, very good, sir. <laughs> yeah. And he, he leaves. <laughs> yeah. Like, just let me Bye. <laughs> um, Penelope yells at Charles for like, 20 seconds then tells him to get the hell out of her house right like why did you even bother to stop him right just he was leaving which was what you wanted you've made it worse (laughs) yeah now he's gonna stay just sit in yeah yeah so (laughs) he goes to leave and this is something that happens a couple times he goes to leave the hobo comes along he's like how did you get in here i'm out of here and the hobo goes makes a dog noise and he goes you're right i don't want to leave i want to marry her or something like that and then he goes and stages a sit-in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because that's what sit-ins are for. Yep. <laughs> um, so Penelope threatens calling the police. Chester yeah. Jr.'s like, cool, Do call it. them. They come mm-hmm. with reporters. They're going to come. I'll want say questions. you kidnapped me. Yep. Because like, <laughs> technically she did. I was going to say, yeah, he's not wrong. Private <laughs> investigators held him against his will, threatened <laughs> him with bodily harm. Yep. 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 <laughs> So Penelope does the only thing she can do. She calls Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> calls his daddy. <laughs> so Leslie Nielsen comes in. We get this fun little scene where like Penelope and Chester Sr. won't talk to each other. They're like so they keep girls telling... on a schoolyard. Yeah. Like you tell that Jennifer to tell Becky that like. <laughs> yeah. They're standing like a foot away from each other. They won't right. talk to each other. So they're trying to like relay messages through the sun. They can hear each other. So they're responding to each other, but they're yeah. not talking to each other. Yeah. So eventually the son's like, stop it, you know, <laughs> yeah. shut up. What is wrong with you people? And then we get confirmation that when they were younger, they were like a couple and yes. then something came between them. And the something that came between them, Katie. <laughs> the, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, what came between them was a lady bareback, bareback rider. rider. <laughs> Which is a sweet name for a band. Definitely. Also, probably the name of a porno. <laughs> Most definitely. Lady Bareback uh, Rider. Wow. That's pretty sweet. That is, yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. To which Chester responds, because he's been accused of entertaining this yeah. Lady Bareback <laughs> right. Rider. Yeah. He responds to Penelope saying, and I suppose you and that sailor were just shipmates. <laughs> yeah. So they've got some little tiff, jealousy tiff going on. For 27 years, they've yes. been maintaining this feud. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Bareback Rider, though. And he pauses really weirdly between Bareback and Rider. <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying to remember. Right. Lady Bareback. 
rider. It's like, do you have to really think about that? <laughs> <Right>? Like, <laughs> What else could there be after that? <laughs> so Charles Jr. isn't leaving without Penny. Mm-hmm. Charles and Penelope leave arguing. Like, they leave the room and they're just shouting at each other. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, I don't even know if it was scripted. I think they're just making up. I think they're just yelling at each other. Charles takes the opportunity to go spring Penny. Like he's yeah. like, they're arguing. I'll go get her. We'll get the heck out of here. We can make a, a break for it. And this is the first time I thought we were going to get a balcony scene. Yeah. Right? I was like, oh, okay. He's going to like climb a balcony or something. Yeah. No, he just goes to a room. Just goes to a room. Yeah. Never happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then they, you know, he lets slip that his father is fighting with her hag of a mother or something yeah. to that he effect. Yeah, the mom. We get into this, this really contrived, boring, oh, just nonsensical awful, fight. Yeah. Well, I demand you get your what is it like Penny pinching Pitching father away from her. Yeah, it's like oh, you ugh. two want to get married? Yeah. <laughs> so Charles is like, all right, see ya. She slams the door. He's like, I'm gonna leave. He gets to the door. The hobo stops him again. <laughs> right. And he's like, oh, you're right. I don't want to leave. So the hobo goes and gets a pad of paper. Yeah hands it to him and he's like i'll write her a note and he tries to like start the note with like dearest penny and the hobo keeps barking at him <laughs> yeah so he's like uh what is it beloved penny. penny and the hobo keeps barking My at him and darlingest this, and yeah yeah so the, what the hobo is trying to do and it's not really clear but not what the hobo all. is trying to do is get him to address the note to nobody yeah to pretty generic yeah like just like yeah. my dear beloved yeah instead of using a name yeah. right um although it turns out he could have still used the name because they have the we know what's gonna happen (laughs) let's just spoil it right now (laughs) penny and uh chester jr are gonna write notes to each other yeah hobo is gonna take those notes and give them to their parents so that their parents make up the end and their parents have the same name as the children so they could so he could just write my dearest penny (laughs) anyways this goes on for a while too long I timed this as well. How long? Do you know how long this note taking goes for? So what happens? Like it's just like I explained it. <laughs> yeah. Charles Jr. or is it Charles or Chester? It's Chester. It's Chester, Chester Jr. Yeah. Writes a note. Yeah. Hobo takes it, gives it to the mom, mm-hmm. and then Penny writes a note, and Hobo takes it and gives it to the dad. Yeah. This goes on for four and a half <sighs> minutes. I knew it was so long. Four and a half minutes of. Like a dog running around with a note just in his r- mouth. Hallway, door. Door, note, hallway, hallway, like, door. Ugh. Yeah, it goes on and on and so on. So painful. The only high point is Leslie Nielsen sitting in a room with a drink. <laughs> yes. And uh, Hobo comes up and Leslie Nielsen offers him a drink. Oh, He's like, true. hey, boy, you want a drink? Right. Uh, my friend, you care to have a drink? I've got one, so why not you? <laughs> um, that's when Hobo drops off the note. Leslie Nielsen reads it and immediately has like a change of heart. Oh, imme- like just it's like the Grinch. His heart just all of a sudden grew through sizes. Yeah, he's and, like, oh, that poor woman. Yeah, to um, suffer for so long. Of course, I'll go see her. Right, like of course she'll take me back into her arms. Yeah, like and she does because he knocks on the door, and she answers. She's like, "It's open," and, and he goes in. And what's do you know what her nickname is for him? No, I didn't notice. Chesty. Oh. I think I was distracted because he says Penny when he goes in. Penny, and darling. I didn't know the mom's name was Penny at that point. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was oh. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, because it doesn't show her right off the <laughs> no. bat. It could be the kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Leslie Nielsen, no. <laughs> Don't do it. Stop. <laughs> so it threw me for a second. Right. And I was like, oh, the mom's name it's is... The mom is Penelope as well. Penny. They all They named <laughs> yeah. their kids their names. Yeah. Yes, he goes, Penny Darling. And she <laughs> yeah. goes, Chesty. <laughs> Penny Darling, Chesty. Penny Darling. Oh, Chesty. <laughs> like, Chesty's a terrible uh, nickname. Nobody should be called that. <laughs> nobody. In no circumstances. Meanwhile, Penny and, and Chester Jr. make up. Yeah. They're all lovey-dovey again. Yep. Life is good. And then we cut to the final scene, which has a fun little bit to it. Uh Because it definitely starts... With a focus on a man in a dress. Yes, playing the piano. Full drag. Yeah. Playing the organ very badly. So badly. Like the justice of the peace. Peace is is like, that's quite enough. Right, like, just stop, please. That will be enough, Mrs. Clapper. Jethro's got no time for that. <laughs> right. It's so weird. It's really weird because I'm 90% certain that is a man in a dress. I, I, I think so, which is fine. But like, why? It's, why are they focusing so heavily on it? I don't know. I don't know either. I wonder either. if that's like the director or something. M- maybe. His he's little his cameo. cameo in. His little Hitchcock cameo. Yeah. yeah. He's got like an Ed Wood thing where <laughs> yeah. he's like in women's clothing half the time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, might as well get it on film. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Yeah. Her name is Mrs. Kappa. Oh, yes, yeah. And uh, she's a man, baby. Yep. Yep. Definitely. The Justice of the Peace says, Dearly beloved, we're gathered together to join in wedlock this happy foursome. And I was like, the Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is, uh, yep. Yep. Could be taken very yep. differently. Lady Bareback Rider. <laughs> right. <laughs> So they're getting married. They're marrying both of them at the same. Yes, the whole lot. together this double wedding. Yeah, Chester, yeah. Penelope, Chester Jr., Penny. They're all getting married. They don't have issues that they should work out before they decide no. to get and, hitched. And they're getting married in the living room. I know of the ugly house. <laughs> and then it immediately cuts. <laughs> yep. And that's the end of the episode. Done. It's like a twenty-second scene, and it just wraps the whole thing. You're right. <laughs> just so you know, they got married. It's all good. The end. Yep. Cool. Right. Here we are. Yep. I'm so disappointed. It was very disappointing. <laughs> just. I don't know, man. We've had some really good episodes. Was, yes, we have. And this is just one of those boring episodes. It was so boring. I don't get why they named it what they named it. No, because it has no parallels other right? than like the parents disagree with the children getting married. Exactly. And like. And nobody's named. Romeo and Julio. And Julio. And like. Slash Julio. There's no balcony scene. No. Like if you're no doing poison daggers. any Romeo and Juliet parody. There's yeah. a balcony. Well, and even in that one, the minister like is their confidant, he's their right? He's yeah. their friend. In this one, he's they he's didn't even the, follow that, right? He's the worst. Skip okay. this one. Yeah, that's our our verdict. Yeah, definitely Actually, a skip. We talked a little bit off mic because sometimes we do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're not allowed to converse unless there's a microphone <laughs> in our faces. <laughs> Um, and I think when we get to the end of this season, we're going to do like a quick recap. Yeah. We'll probably do like the typical like top three, bottom three. We should probably also have like three episodes just straight up skip. Yeah. This is probably going to be on my list. It's def- it's going to be tar- hard not to be. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just, it, it does nothing. There's nothing. Like Evan, like I said, even Leslie Nielsen can't save this episode. Nope. nope. And that's, that's bad. It's right. Because like... Leslie Nielsen in his time was like... Well, this is 1980, which is the same year that Airplane, Airplane came, came out. Airplane came out, right? So, so he's like top of his game. Yeah. Like he is an A-list celebrity. Like 
if you had an episode now with Chris Pratt in it <laughs> and it was still bad, like that's ooh, a bad episode I was of something. Say, you've done something very wrong. Yes, and they've done something very wrong with this one. Yes. Yeah. So it feels like they almost just like had ten minutes and they're like, I need an episode. Yeah, <laughs> throw it together. <laughs> yeah. Because it yeah, it feels like a couple of points and then yeah. they just get the dog to do his thing for two to four minutes. Yeah. Like we'll just drag this out. Yeah. Yeah. No good. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's not drag this out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> wrap Hobo, it up. Hobo harm scale? Zero. Zero. He does nothing. Yeah. This has got to be like the fourth or fifth episode in a row. There's, yeah, we've had quite a run of zero. zeros. So yeah. I'm picking the season finale. I'm waiting for something real good. Uh, do you have a hobo fight? Uh, yes. So I had uh, Penny versus Penny and Chester versus Chester. Oh, okay. Which, yeah, with a tussle. Yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot of people in this episode, so I was like, yeah. I mean, hockey mom versus oh, that Penelope would be, yeah. Senior would have been would have been that'd good. be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have all three private investigators just <laughs> fighting each other in a revolving door. <laughs> right. I like it. <laughs> you have to like step out to step in, and then <laughs> right. like beat try and beat the person up in the middle as the other guy's pushing you along. It'll be like that elevator scene in Winter Soldier. Yeah, <laughs> like with a revolving. Would anyone door. like to get out? <laughs> They're all pretty equally incompetent. Yeah. Yeah. Just. They'd all just smack themselves in the head somehow and knock and themselves, knock themselves out. Yeah. 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 For sure. And they get stuck somehow and starved to death. Yeah. <laughs> no one would rescue them. No. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, are you are you ready for hopefully the next more exciting episode? I'm excited for this one. <laughs> okay. So the next episode is called Escape. And the synopsis is Hobo Man's... Oh, God. <laughs> you can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> Hobo mans a disco control panel <laughs> and helps the victim of an underworld frame-up. <laughs> I do love me some disco. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> this is going to be good. It's going to be great. Wow. I, yeah, that synopsis just... It's killer. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, until we meet again, hop on that train, fellow hobos, and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. And I've been Katie. Take care. (laughs) Bye.